Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Unprepared with M Squared, the only show that isn't scared to be declared unprepared. I'm your host, Mike Minaldi, and as always, take a seat, put up your feet, and get ready for today's topic, because you're in for a treat. I figured I'd talk about something that all the Apple fans are going to enjoy, the rumored specs of the upcoming iPhone 8. Twenty seventeen will mark the tenth anniversary of the iPhone, and Apple has something major planned to celebrate the iPhone's tenth birthday. We're a couple months away from the launch of the iPhone eight, but because of Apple's big plans for the phone, there are already a bunch of rumors hinting at the impressive features coming in the newest iPhone. Rumors suggest it's going to be a major redesign with an edge-to-edge display that does away with the top and bottom bezels, where features like the Touch ID fingerprint sensor and the front-facing camera are placed. Instead, Touch ID and the front-facing camera may be built directly into the display, meaning there will be no physical home button. With an edge-to-edge design, the display would take up the entire front of the iPhone but it isn't clear if the display will grow to fit the iPhone or the iPhone will be shrunken to fit the display. It may also feature edges that are curved on both sides like the Samsung Galaxy S7, but rumors are unclear at this point. If the display has curved edges, the edges could respond to a touch gestures just like the S7. As for the body of the iPhone itself, rumors suggest Apple's finally going to move away from the same aluminum used in the iPhone 5, 5S, 6, 6S, and SE, instead integrating a glass body that's similar to the body that was used in the iPhone 4. Will people like it? What problems do you think will come with having an all-glass iPhone? Personally, I owned the iPhone 4 when it first came out, and I really like the all-glass design. But I do have to say that, you know, when you drop it, it's a little heart-wrenching because you don't want to really pick it up to find out if it cracked or not. Even with the iPhone 6 that I have now, I'm still scared to drop it. The glass can crack at any time. Even if I have a case on it, I'm still not confident that the glass isn't going to crack. So having an all-glass iPhone might be a major turnoff to some people looking to have something that they're not scared to break so easily. And even though it'll feel a lot better in your hand, I'm sure there's still going to be some people out there that just don't want to spend all that money on a phone and then drop it once and have the whole thing ruined. But what do you guys think? Are people going to shy away from this all-glass iPhone? Or are people not going to care because it's an Apple product and everybody wants the latest iPhone? I guess we're just going to have to wait and see when the phone comes out in early September of 2017. 
My guess is that Apple is going to redesign the phone so much that people won't even care about cracking it. They're just going to want everything that's new with the iPhone. But I can't see into the future, so I guess I'll have to wait and see myself too. Naturally, we all keep calling this new iPhone the iPhone 8. But is Apple going to go another number up? Or are they just going to call it the iPhone Pro or something different than we're used to seeing? If we're following Apple's standard naming scheme, the numeric increase during even years marks the external design changes, but an S will usually be added to the end of the phone during odd years to represent internal feature updates only. The 2017 iPhone should be called the iPhone 7S, but given the major changes planned for the 2017 phone, it seems very unlikely the device will receive an S name. So there's a good chance Apple may decide to skip directly to the next full number, naming the phone the iPhone 8. But let's take a trip down memory lane and reminisce on the iPhones of the past. When the iPhone was first released, it was released in 2007. That was named just the iPhone. That was a bigger, bulkier phone, but at the time it was the first of its kind. People had iPods from Apple, but now they were releasing a device that could not only have music, but could be a phone too. Take pictures, make phone calls, text messages. Steve Jobs had really changed the phone game. But then in 2008, the iPhone 3G was released with basically the same design, but a little, it was a lot faster, especially back then compared to, you know, other phones of the, that time. And then in 2009, the 3GS was released. That was also the same type of design, a little bit thinner, but, you know, just internal, everything was faster. And then in 2010, the iPhone 4 came out, and that was a brand new design. That was an all-glass iPhone, and it was almost like, a, I guess you could say, a candy bar with this shape because it was a little more uh, squared off and flat. It was very, it was much flatter than the previous phones. The previous phones almost had like a curved back, but the iPhone 4 was the first iPhone to have a completely flat back, and it was a lot thinner than the previous three. And then that's when the iPhone 4S came out in 2011, a year later, and that was basically the same phone as the iPhone 4, but the only difference was Siri was now introduced, and for a long time the speculation was that the S in the 4 was actually standing for Siri, but we came to know and love that Apple added S's after they upgraded the internals of the phone. So then in 2012, we got another redesign with the iPhone 5, and that was the first time that they increased the screen size. And that was a big deal for a lot of people because now, you know, phones, different smartphones are coming out and everybody's competing to get the biggest screen size on the phones. And now Apple comes out with a thinner and larger iPhone that completely took the market by storm. So then after that, they released the 5S and 5C in 2013, and that was just kind of like a redesign to make the phone more affordable for people, 
and there wasn't other than a couple internal upgrades there wasn't much done for that but then in 2014 the iphone 6 came out and now this was even bigger but the catch was they released an iphone 6 plus which was an even bigger size so now people who wanted to have a ridiculously large phone they can now have that and the people who still wanted a bigger phone but not too too big still fit in this uh, palm of their hand they had that with the iphone 6 so in 2015 the iphone 6s and 6s plus were released those were more of an internal update kind of thing and then in 2016 the iphone 7 and 7 plus were released both still the same size as the previous iPhone 6 and 6S, but now on the iPhone 7 Plus model, they added a second camera, which made taking pictures a lot nicer because now you can get really good depth of field shots, which attracted a lot of photographers, you know, amateur photographers, people who couldn't afford a more expensive like Sony or other brand. They can now use their phones to take professional looking pictures and that was a major selling point for most people, including myself. And now in the year 2017, we have the newest iPhone coming out, but we're not so sure what Apple's going to name the phone. The iPhone 8, as the name for the 2017 phone, has not been yet confirmed by Apple, but it seems to be the most logical choice for a major update like this. There's always the possibility Apple will call it something else, or they will make 2017 the year it moves away from the numbered naming scheme. Work on the phone has been said to be taking place in Israel, and one report suggests employees at the facility are calling the device iPhone 8, but it continues to be unclear as to whether that's the official name Apple will go with. One of the biggest rumors surrounding the 2017 iPhone is whether or not it'll have wireless charging. There are reports that say Apple is working on long-range wireless charging technology that rumors suggest could be implemented in the iPhones as soon as this year, making it an ideal addition to the iPhone 8. Long-range wireless charging is better than many existing wireless charging methods because it does not require devices to be on or close to a charging source or mat. There are many obstacles to overcome before such technology can be implemented though. For example, the loss of PTE that occurs when the distance between the transmitter and receiver is increased. This causes the batteries further away from a charging source to charge more slowly. So basically what Apple is trying to do is, you know, you have a power source hooked into the outlet in your wall, and all you have to do is walk into a room and instantly your phone starts charging. Now the only problem with this is that the farther away you are from the power source, the less fast your phone's gonna charge. But that's also like a give and take situation where you're given the opportunity to be charging your phone wirelessly. All you have to do is be sitting on a couch in the same room as the power source and you're getting battery from that. But is it worth it when you're in a situation where you need to get your phone charged up quicker than usual and you're sitting there waiting for your phone to get some battery. Personally, I think it's awesome because they're obviously still going to include a physical charger in the box with the phone itself. So if you do need that quick battery charge, you could plug it directly into the wall. But at the same time, if you don't need that quick battery charge or you have multiple people that need to charge their phone, 
all you need to do is have that power source in a room and bam everybody's charging their phones now i know when i have my friends over they always are asking for phone chargers because people can't live without their phones these days but that's another topic anyway they're always asking for a little bit of juice from a charger so if we could all charge simultaneously wirelessly that would be a great great addition to this newest iphone in fact apple has been hiring engineers with expertise in wireless charging in recent months suggesting a wireless charging feature could be coming soon with apple eliminating the headphone jack from the 2016 iphone 7 that left a lightning port to serve multiple functions. This only confirms wireless charging is the next step for the 2017 iPhone. Rumors of a glass body also support the wireless charging rumors because wireless charging functionally works better without an aluminum casing on the phone. Are you guys excited for the new phone? Is Apple leaving anything out that you'd like to see? Will the newest iPhone have an all-glass body with a curved edge-to-edge -edge display? Will Apple finally include wireless charging? What will the phone be called? All very good questions that I will answer next time. Make sure you tune in to hear all of the new rumors and specs of the newest iPhone, including the new cameras on the back, the phone being waterproof, and much more. Thank you guys for listening to Unprepared with M Squared. The only show that isn't scared to be declared unprepared. I'm your host, Mike Minaldi. See you next time. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. Ooh.